two different people can do the same exact action, but be thinking completely different things and have completely different results, you know? Um, so it all depends on um, what what your intentions are, what your thoughts are. And so to have positive intentions all the time, to have everything you're doing before you start something, to think about it, okay, how I want to make sure that this is going to have a, a positive effect on the world, um, then it will, <laughs> you know, regardless if you see it, it will. Are you looking to take charge of your life? Would you like to learn? how to become a master of your mind and body to make better decisions. Welcome to Vibe, Mind, Body and Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Binky Lumba, a real estate investor. I love connecting with people and educating them on how to create a passive income stream. And I am Raju Datla, and I help realtors, real estate investors increase their revenue. I also enjoy connecting with people and building long-term relationships. We bring industry professionals, thought leaders, and experts to discuss how our mind and body plays a big role in our daily decisions, big or small. Through this podcast, our purpose is to make people aware and educate them to make wise decisions for their investments and take correct steps towards their entrepreneurial journey. Are you ready for a great episode? Please keep listening. We have a free gift for you at the end. And also, don't forget to subscribe to our show. Good afternoon, everybody. Today, we have an awesome guest, Yona Weiss. Yona is a director at Madison Specs. Yona is a powerhouse with property owners' tax savings. As business director at Madison Specs, a national cost aggregation leader, he has assisted clients in saving tons of millions of dollars in taxes through cost segregation. He has a background in teaching and a passion for real estate and helping others. He's a real estate investor and a host of a top podcast, Wise Advice. Please check it out. Welcome, Yona. Thank you very much for the introduction, Vicky. Great to be joining you guys. Yeah, welcome, Yona. Yeah, obviously, you are LinkedIn famous, at least as far as I know. Uh, and the podcast famous. So let's get into your background. I mean, where did you start from? And how did you create this essentially an empire, your own little empire right now? It's a, a pretty untraditional story, untraditional background, I would say for most people, um, because I didn't really start in, and I'll start kind of at the, at the end and work myself backwards a little bit, make a, a far jump back just to give a little context. I started in real estate um, and in the industry about five years ago. So it, you know, up until that point, and I'm 41 years old. So up until that point, I had been a teacher and I had really no interest in anything to do with finance or business or, or anything whatsoever. Like my passion was just, I ran a nonprofit and I was uh, just enjoying life, I have a family and didn't have any really interest in money. But um, I lived an extremely frugal lifestyle. And for that matter, it was, um, I was never really brought up with any kind of education, financial education. And so, and like a lot of people had a lot of debt, had, uh, you know, consumer debt, college, you know, debt, all that kind of stuff, even though I paid my way through college from working. So in a little context, you know, to jump backwards, it, it's, it's kind of fun to, to kind of walk backwards and see where that, where that change happened. And, and now, you know, looking back five years and, and forward, 
it's an incredible opportunity because now I'm able to combine that lifestyle and that those values in life that I, I lived and also combine it with having a, a very successful business and uh, an incredible network of people that, you know, investing in real estate and so many different things, just keeping that, uh, you know, continuous growth and who knows where it's going to lead. You know, we're talking about five years, who knows where the next five years is going to lead. It could be uh, tremendously different. So yeah, go back to your childhood, like what led you to the teacher path and um, what was it like? Yeah, um, you know, I was, I always enjoyed um, teaching. I guess from a young age, I was uh, a tutor, you know, kind of a private tutor, even in like junior high school, I remember in uh, high school. And so that was just working with other people. I saw that ability in me and, and it happened to be, um, you know, two of my grandparents were teachers as well. And so my mother was a teacher. So they used to joke, oh, you went into the family business, right? And and that was that was something that I kind of, it just naturally was able to help other people. I was played a lot of sports when I was a kid. It was very involved. Um, never like professionally, obviously didn't, didn't take that path. I actually uh, broke my leg in a soccer game when I was 14 and it kind of changed the trajectory of my life in a lot of ways. Very long story. Don't want to necessarily go into that, but what it did was it, it kind of taught me um, really profound thing at that. I will actually touch on that in one, one moment. Uh, I really found out a lot of ways who were my friends, like who were my real friends. And in high school, you know, there can be a lot of social, you know, pressures and these kind of things. And you never really know a lot of superficial, but I had a lot of friends, but I found out who my real friends were because those were the ones that, that came to visit me. Uh, I had broken my leg such a, a hard break that I was literally bedridden for three weeks. And, um, you know, I was out of school. So during that time, I knew who came to visit, like who called, who brought me uh, cards and, uh, and flowers and, and balloons and all kinds of stuff like that. Who, who really cared? That, that touched me in a very profound way and actually led to um, kind of a trajectory of my life, like I said, because had I gone on the path of some of the other friends, I may have and, and wound up an entirely different life than I'm living now. And so that's um, kind of found uh, a more religious, more uh, um, a spiritual life because of that. Because I found, you know, these were people who, who cared and, and valued some of the same values that I had been brought up with. And, uh, and so that was, that was, you know, that as a teenager had a very profound uh, effect on me. Can you tell us where did you grow up and how did that influence your life while you're talking about your childhood and your friends? Sure. So I was actually born in, uh, in Massachusetts, in Boston, little suburb outside of Boston, but moved to California, Southern California when I was nine years old. And, uh, and basically, you know, grew up, I, I feel like, you know, that's what I remember the most growing up in, uh, in Southern California in the San Fernando Valley, if you're familiar, Los Angeles area. And uh, obviously that had effect on me, like who, who I was, like who, who I would hang around with. Um, but I was very involved in, uh, you know, the Jewish, I'm an Orthodox, you know, Jewish person, very involved in the community life and, and teaching. Like I said, really from a young age, whether that was in uh, religious studies or, or even uh, secular, it was just me helping others, helping younger children. I was a, a camp counselor. I was like a, an after-school you know, a teacher, a youth advisor in many different youth groups, things like that, all throughout high school. And so that was a uh, 
just kind of shaped shaped who I was. But you know, fast forward to uh, college. I went to college in San Diego, and a beautiful, beautiful place. I mean, if you've ever been to San Diego, it's a it's a great place. Uh, but but I you know was kind of just coasting by like like a lot of people. We didn't go to college. I didn't really have a an idea of what I wanted to study, what I wanted to to learn. Some people go to college and they know. They want to be, you know, X, an engineer. They want to be a doctor, a lawyer. And so they take very rigid courses in order to, to get there. But the vast majority, including myself, uh, were, were not like that. And so it was just kind of finding yourself, like seeing, okay, what do I like? What don't I like? Who are the people I hang around with? And, um, you know, I decided I really wanted to go to Israel. Israel is, uh, you know, a very holy place in, in our tradition. And, a lot of people when they're young, especially high school, college age, go to study like a full-time, like religious studies for, uh, it's called yeshiva. And so many people go there to Israel for a year or a couple of years to spend time totally immersed in the, you know, the study of the Bible and the commentaries and, um, you know, religious law and all kinds of stuff like that. So that's what I decided to do. Uh, I took a junior year abroad study and went uh, to Jerusalem and that's, you know, kind of just fell in love, found found uh, very, very much uh, a lot about more, you know, who I was. It was a very spiritual kind of awakening for me, you know, it was different than I had ever experienced anywhere else in the world. And I think anyone who is a spiritual person can relate to that. When you're taken, uprooted out of your environment and you're brought to a place where, you know, you kind of have to, you know, especially if you are a young person. You can think for yourself. You can you know, not be influenced by it, by those around you. You can kind of come to those uh, decisions. Find you know, find out who God is. Find out who who you are. And I think that's that was something that really uh, was a life changing experience for me at that point. Something you mentioned. You were fourteen. You were going on a different trajectory. That's what you said. What would that trajectory have been? It's hard to know. I think it had a lot to do with with the friends that that I was uh, or acquaintances, the people that I thought were my friends. And I think when you're in uh, when you're a young person, you're influenced very much by your peers, right? You're influenced by by who you're around. And you know, I see that a lot now with my own children. I have teenagers, and you're very much influenced by who your friends are. What made you decide to go to Israel and live there? Well, it was it essentially happened, believe it or not, like that year that I spent abroad um, at that at that point, I basically knew it. Like I knew this was where where I wanted to live. It had a lot to do with um, the type of lifestyle that I wanted to live. And I, I saw at that point in my life, I couldn't really live that kind of spiritual life that, uh, you know, very connected to the community, connected to the people anywhere else in the world. And uh, for me, it just, it's very hard to explain. It was, it was both emotional and, and spiritual, just a connection that literally, when I went back to America, uh, after that year, I felt like a part of me was still there. I wanted to ask you, where are you right now? So I'm back living in Jerusalem, in Israel. And, uh, and I think that was, you know, for me, it was a, also, that year that I spent was was kind of life changing, and I realized that I connected so much with with the people here, with uh, the communities that, and and wanted to spend basically the rest of my life here, which is essentially what happened. Um, and and that's tells a you know tells a lot of the story. What 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 became 
and and for all intents and purposes, for a good deal of time, I was totally cut off from the outside world. Um, meaning, I had been living in Jerusalem, have a family, but was you know I didn't didn't have a television, didn't have internet, uh, didn't have any connection, uh, wasn't didn't pay attention to any news, no politics, nothing, and so it was very much. Uh, uh, you know, just a very organic kind of way of living in, in the way I think. And nevertheless, at a certain point in time, I realized, well, okay, there's, there's a lot more out there. Maybe I can and help, especially when I had, uh, you know, children, a few children already. And I realized that I need to kind of take a, a different path in order to ensure that they have what they need uh, going forward. And so that was, uh, like I said, a turning point for me where I realized I need to be back involved, get reconnect to people back in America, people who were, uh, you know, successful in business as well. And that uh, that's kind of where my life kind of changed uh, a little bit. When did you or why did you get into real estate? And when did you leave your teaching career while in U.S. or when you went back to Jerusalem? So it was all uh, while I was in Israel, and it was about five years ago, five, six years ago. And I think that was, uh, you know, living, living in Jerusalem, living in Israel. And that was uh, why it changed. And I think had a lot to do with um, see, looking for opportunities that I could create a lot more general generational wealth uh, for my family. And I, I saw in the teaching career, it's kind of living paycheck to paycheck, you're kind of living uh, life where I, I enjoyed it, I loved it, but I, I didn't see, you know, when you have a, a bunch of kids, you have to uh, be able to think about their future as well. And uh, and that's where I had that turning point. You started a real estate. That's how it probably started, I'm going to guess. So get into that story, how you kind of created this podcast and LinkedIn and everything you created right now. Yeah, to me, it's amazing. And uh I'm even, you know, surprised a lot of times when I think about it because it really kind of fell on my lap. Uh, but going back when I decided, you know, looking for something else, I, I thought to myself, um, and this goes back to Vicky's question as well, like what, you know, why did you decide to leave teaching to go into real estate or classification? Now, now that's what you're doing. To me, it was more like, okay, I'm open for an opportunity and i just put it out there and kind of how I live my life in a lot of ways is that whenever an opportunity comes, I, I see that that's like, that's uh, in a way like God speaking to you, right? When you have, or people call it the universe or whatever you want to call it, but it's when something comes your way and placed right in front of you, you have to pay attention to it. So literally like I was open to opportunities and just spoke to a few friends and said, Hey, listen, I'm looking uh, for something else. And I made a, a calculation and I thought to myself, okay, I do not want to go back to school any type of formal education, okay? I'd been in school, done many, many, many years of that full-time. It just was not something that I was interested in doing. Um, and I said, okay, well, what type of professions, what type of things out there that I can be involved in where I can learn kind of on the job, apprentice, and not have to have any formal education? And number two, what type of industry is out there without that formal education that I can have, you know, the maximum amount of potential income? And it was very clear, like real estate was, was the answer on, on many fronts. And so I spoke to some friends of mine that were involved in real estate and, 
I just literally, one, a friend I was walking, you know, who met in the parking lot one day and he said, hey, I'm working, uh, he was working as a mortgage broker for many years. And he said, Let, why don't you come in and, uh, and work with me? I'll show you the ropes. I'll teach you everything you need to know about commercial real estate. I knew nothing. And I said, great, yeah, sure, why not? It was, it was literally like that. It was like one conversation. I had, it was enough for me to say, okay, why not? I, I'll, I'll learn something new. And I was just fascinated by real estate in general, commercial real estate. The more I learned, the more I got connected with people and the more I just realized this is a, a tremendous amount of potential that, that's there. And so I figured the more that I learned, the more uh, opportunities would come, right? And the more I'd be able to, uh, you know, to figure out what the next step is, okay? So uh, that led to me, you know, learning um, about residential real estate uh, as well and getting a broker's license, you know, and doing some residential real estate. And then um, this partner, this friend of mine who had kind of taught me, I literally sat with him for about, you know, eight, nine months, like side by side, just, literally apprenticing him. We decided to do some fix and flips together. You know, a great idea, but it really, it really wasn't. And we ended up, uh, you know, doing about five of those fix and flips and didn't really make a lot of money out of it. It was a long, a lot of work, a lot of effort. And I saw it was not for me whatsoever. <laughs> and, and so that, uh, you know, kind of led me to other things as well, which eventually led me to this company, Madison, that I currently work for, which they're a commercial real estate you know, servicing company. And then they had this thing called cost segregation. And for me, going back to Vinky's question, like what was, for me, I always loved to teach. And, and I felt like, okay, here's an opportunity to work for this company. And really all I do now is basically teach. Like all I do is, is give webinars and podcasts and have conversations with people about this topic that very few people know about. And to me, that's like the best of both worlds. Because number one, I can be helping people. Number two, I'm you know, involved in the real estate world, I'm teaching people and bringing out my best qualities. And that to me was, was incredible. But the, the thing that really kind of took off was when I found this thing called LinkedIn mm -hmm. uh, or, or rediscovered it because I had an account for about 10 years or so. You know, I had signed up uh, and back, back then it was, uh, you know, just a place to find, put your resume and, you know, I had connected with old college friends and people that I knew and, you know, have about a hundred connections or so, 150 connections to those people that you actually knew in real life. Okay. It was a whole different space. But then one day I, uh, while I was started with this cost segregation company, I, I stumbled upon LinkedIn through a Google search. And it's really incredible. And I, I highly recommend anyone who's out there listening to this, and you guys can try it out yourselves. If you Google someone's name, if they have a LinkedIn account, that will come up in, on the first search page and oftentimes the first result on Google. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was fascinating. So I stumbled upon it because I was, I was trying to look up people. I was trying to track, you know, who's this person? I'm trying to get in touch with someone. Uh, business owner, property owner, and I stumbled on LinkedIn. And once I got there, I came across this, you know, news feed, which used to be a news feed, right? It used to be like these articles and just news articles and stuff like that. And it was people with like, you know, holding selfie videos and you know, sharing this inspirational content. I was like, whoa, this is something totally different. I knew nothing about social media whatsoever. And so to me, this was fascinating. And I saw people that were, um, 
you know, actually being successful with it and sharing their successes. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was like, okay, let me pay attention. When I saw that, it, it really resonated with me for some reason. And I said, I see other people posting original content. Let me see if I can try it too. And, and that's what I did. I just literally started posting this. We're going back like uh, three and a half years or so, maybe close to four years ago. And um, that's what I just started doing. I just started posting content based on what I was watching other people do. And I was introduced to thing, you know, people like Gary Vaynerchuk, who I'd never heard of before, um, introduced to other people in the marketing industry. And I was like, wow, it really resonated with me what they were doing and the concepts that they had in terms of using social media to create a personal brand, using social media to teach and ultimately, you know, create sales and connect with people and use it to, you know, market, et cetera. And literally just started building this following um, because I was just sharing you know, information. I was sharing ideas. I was sharing stories, engaging with people. And it, it literally just uh, it, it spun off and, and just kept growing and growing and growing, creating you know, new content, uh, podcasting, all that kind of stuff. It just one thing led to another. Most people think about it, think about it, think about it. Don't do it. But you went right into action. So were you always like that? To a certain extent, yeah, to a certain extent. Like if I if I see like an opportunity for something, like I just jump on it. Like I say, okay, let's just try this. Let's just do this. Mm-hmm. You develop this mindset that life is doing. How did you get that? It kind of came over time. I think, you know, when you realize that this life and it is not a life just to learn, it's a life to do, right? There's, if you can, and, and this applied very much to you know, the study that I, that I spent so many years immersed in, is that every single day you have to stop and think, okay, what's one thing that I learned today that I can apply practically to my life? Life, it's a life of action. It's not a life of, of thinking. Like, is that, was that there from the childhood or you, you, you grew into it? So a lot of basically, you know, I'll be, be honest, every, everything I have in my mindset and everything that, I, that, I've, that I've learned comes from my Jewish tradition, right? It all comes from, you know, the Jewish philosophy. And, you know, this is dating back thousands of years and it is, has continued to, to blossom and to flourish throughout time. So, I mean, I've, just to give you an idea, like I've studied, I have my bookshelf over here, about 1500 books. And what's amazing to me is that the more... I came across, you know, kind of more secular um, studies and secular books, which, and I've read, you know, quite a bit, you know, from, from Tony Robbins and Grant Cardone and Gary Vaynerchuk and all this, you know, all this stuff, the Think and Grow Rich, all this stuff. It all, to me, and one of the first books that I actually read just speaks to this perfectly, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, one of the first books that I read when I kind of got back into this kind of business world, this real estate world five, five six years ago was... I saw every single thing that he said, I already knew. There was nothing. And, and this goes to all those books. Like Tony Robbins, when I read these things um, and I read, you know, Grant Cardone, or not Grant Cardone so much, but, but when I read like, you know, Think and Grow Rich and all these things, the principles I already know, like it's all, nothing was really new to me. And this kind of goes back to what King Solomon, who, you know, wrote over 3000 years ago, wrote that there's nothing new under the sun, like everything. And when you study so intensely and you know such a broad depth of knowledge in these um, you know ancient traditions, you see it's all encompassing. To me, yes, where this mindset comes from, it all comes from there. It all comes from those uh, those 
those teachings. When you went back to Israel and you said you were in isolation for a little bit, what did you learn in that isolation? Because that was your self-discovering time. In that time, you figured out who you are. And we wanted to hear that aspect of your story. Sure. After graduating college, I, I literally went on the next plane back. Made sure that my college degree was sent to my parents' house. Um, they still have it. I didn't, you know, didn't attend graduation or anything like that. But um, to me, that was like my way of uh, kind of graduating myself, like finding you know, who I am. And so you're asked, what is that? Like, what did I find uh, during that time? Found out that, you know, we as, as humans, we as people, we all have challenges. We all have struggles. And we're all built with, um, you know, flawed character attributes, right? We all have, you know, we get angry sometimes. We have desires. We have these kind of things. And our job in life is to kind of realize where, uh, you know, where our energy should be focused. You know, should I be focusing on, on these things, things that are futile, things that really won't make a difference in, uh, in a minute from now or 10 minutes from now or a year from now? how to focus on things that have meaning um, and purpose and are ever and you know everlasting kind of things. That's like the main principles that I, that I drew out from that time. So how do you figure out what is good, what is bad? Well, that, that's a great question. Um, and I think that's the kind of something that <laughs> philosophers and people have asked for thousands of years, what, uh, you know, what's good? You know, in our tradition, we have very, very, you know, strict guidelines of, um, and principles. And I think what, what, you know, the world calls like the Judeo-Christian, like monotheistic, uh, Judeo-Christian principles of, um, values and things like that. What that means to me is that there are actually intrinsic things that are right and wrong. Like there are things that are good and there are things that are intrinsically bad. Um, you know, obviously there is a whole plethora of things that are kind of neutral, right? But it's about how to, um, you know, using our intelligence, um, but also, you know, basing that on these principles uh, of what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is bad, and then the neutral, how to figure out how to channel all of that for the right purposes. And so it, it's a, it's a, it's a, Important question, but I don't think there's a like one answer, right? How do you know what's good and bad? Right? Uh, because it's all it can all be relative. And I, what's the next five years look like? You know, I I don't know to be honest. I really don't. I'm not. Uh, I've never been the type of person that kind of you know thinks uh, okay, what's going to be five years from now? Because you never know. I, I literally five years ago I could not have imagined, you know that you know, what's going on now, right? It's, it's just incredible. So to me, it's more like be open to opportunities, see what comes. Um, one thing that I, that I will say is that I really enjoy what I do. So if I can continue doing that, that would be great. If something else comes along um, that might have a better opportunity within, you know, what I've learned and what I can do and some of the, the core uh, talents and value that I can bring, that'd be great also. So um, I'm kind of open. I think real estate investing is something that I, you know, got involved with a few years ago and have seen obviously the importance of that passively, uh, but I'm very open and interested to be uh, more actively involved in that. So that's something I'm currently working on. Where that will take me, who knows? Like, that's the thing. You, you have no idea. Like if I do one deal 
that's like, you know, Michael Blanc, like the law of the first deal. You never know what's going to happen right after that. Like you can close on one deal and then within a year you can close on two, three more or who knows. And so where that might take me, I really don't know. But again, I'm, uh, I'm open to wherever those opportunities go. One thing that I do know is that I would love to, uh, I would love to really go back to spending more full time immersed in uh, the kind of study and uh, prayer and you know all that kind of stuff that I was doing for so many years because I think I, I was very good at that <laughs> and enjoyed it tr a tremendous amount um, and was able to help a lot of people. But right now I'm seeing how I can help people in a totally different way. And to me that, that I see is that's what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Tell us what is your biggest why? biggest why is it has a lot to do with, uh, you know, how can I make the biggest impact on the world? And so every little bit that you can impact one person every single day, that's to me really important. Obviously, my, my kids are, are very important to me. And so making sure that they have what they need, um, you know, both physically, monetarily, right, spiritually, those are all uh, important. Do you think mindset plays a big role in your daily life choices or in your growth? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. hundred percent. And how? Your mindset. Mindset is, is everything. You know, your thoughts can actually create. And so that mindset is, uh, is so powerful when you realize that. So yeah, that's absolutely the main thing. Two different people can do the same exact action, but be thinking completely different things and have completely different results, you know? Um, so it all depends on um, you know, what, what your intentions are, what your thoughts are. And so to have positive intentions all the time, to have everything you're doing before you start something to think about it. Okay, how I wanna make sure that this is gonna have a, a positive effect on the world, um, then it will, <laughs> you know? Regardless if you see it, it will. So one golden nugget for you. Um, the biggest golden nugget I would say is to be humble. Um, and humility can be described in many different ways, but I think what it means to me, and, and I think to me the, the truth of, of really coming out with it is, is realize that you have, I'm speaking to myself here, but um, you have unlimited potential and you've barely scratched the surface, right? And so be open to learning from anyone and everyone that you interact with. We got rapid fire, five questions. One word or one sentence answers only. Okay. Who was the most influential person in your life? My father. What is the best book you have ever read or recommend? The Way of God. Okay, it's a, it was a Hebrew book originally written by a, and there's one sentence, right? But it's a Hebrew book that was written by a rabbi, Moshe Chaim Lutzato, Moses Chaim Lutzato, whatever you want to call him, written in the 17th century. Incredible masterpiece. There it is. What's your biggest passion? Helping people. In one word, what does life mean to you? Happiness. What's your favorite food? Coffee. How can people reach out to you? You can find me on LinkedIn. Best way to find me.
Thanks for listening to our podcast. Hope you have enjoyed listening to this episode. As promised, I have a free ebook for you. Seven reasons why real estate syndications build long-term wealth. Please go to my website www.lumbainvest.com to download your free copy. Please tune into our weekly podcast Vibe Mind, Body and Entrepreneurship. If you're listening live, please give us hashtag #live. And if you are replaying, please give our podcast hashtag replay and give us a five-star rating. Also, if you like to learn about passive investing, please feel free to join our investors club by filling out the investor qualification form at www.lumbainvest.com. See you next week in the next episode with another awesome guest. We'd we'll love to hear from you and get your feedback. Please follow us on the social media and connect with us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thank you.